The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The Atlanta Falcons. Rise up! <laughs> Sorry. False alarm. <laughs> the lighter side of football. Unstinking believable. This is all pro lines with your hosts, Kostaki Economopoulos and Aaron Hodges. You want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. The Vikings have a bad habit, they just can't kick. No cramps for Lamar, only cartwheels. Hey, pal, don't look at me like that. That's taunting. That's E1, that's a W. Well, welcome in, everybody. All Pro Lines, Kostaki Economopolis, Aaron Hodges. It's week two in the NFL. We're excited to be back in, uh, in midseason form. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. I sat on the couch after a, a long road trip when we made it home uh, Sunday afternoon, and I sat on the couch and I watched the Red Zone for a few hours. When I say a few hours, I think I mean like six. And I felt like a real degenerate. Oh, it's the best. I miss, I didn't get as much of that as I wanted this week. I was traveling back home from the Midwest, so I was on a fl- I was on a Spirit Airways flight without internet for a big chunk of that time. Uh-huh. That's not how you spend football Sunday. That's doing it wrong. Yeah, uh, I, well, I think Red Zone is but, doing it wrong for me too. I feel like a real degenerate watching that. You like, know who hates Red Zone? He always gives me a hard time when the Falcons are on and I'm watching Red Zone is Chick McGee's. Like, that's not what a fan does. You're not watching your team's game. Well, I agree with Chick on that one. I don't think any fans should be watching Red Zone when their team is playing. Like, I give myself the Sunday because the Giants lost on Thursday in dramatic fashion. So I had Sunday off from watching the Giants. So. I see. I see. So you're a traditionalist, too. I got to say, in the you know, I understand the premise, but you get the big storylines from your team when you watch Red Zone. And when your team is as terrible as my team is, it's kind of a nice respite to just enjoy football broadly without being emotionally connected to a team that's bad at football. <laughs> it's not healthy, man. It is not healthy at all. No way. Here's a joke that I dug out from last year and I was doing on the road this week. Uh, the Buccaneers destroyed the Falcons 48 to 25. My friend has a big Falcons logo on his front door. He's so embarrassed he covered it with a sign that says sex offender lives here. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit more palatable. Yeah, you can live here. That was uh, that was killing all week on the road. So should we do some uh, should we do some jokes off the top? Old school. Let's go, buddy. The two minute drill. The two-minute drill is brought to you by Daily Comedy News. It's what's happening in comedy 10 minutes a day, seven days a week. Daily Comedy News, wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Buccaneers Falcons spread was 12 and a half. Jenna Jameson was like, that's that's a big spread. That's a big gap. Uh, yeah. People who like Vegemite think that's a crazy spread. That's a <laughs> that's a big one. And yet it wasn't big enough. I knew it going into the game. It felt more like when Alabama plays some little school, you know, like Alabama versus Troy State School for the Blind, and the spread is 65 and a half. The spread is just whether Coach Nick Saban has any human decency, otherwise it'd be 30. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way about the Buccaneers. <laughs> After their week one win, Jalen Hurts' jersey surged about 500%. Uh, weird there's no Falcons jerseys that say Hurts. I guess it's just implied. I don't know. They're... Vikings lost a game on a missed field goal. You could say this once a month and be correct. Yeah, it's an evergreen tweet. Yeah, evergreen. Oh, my goodness. Did the Vikings kicker in 1960, like, run over a gypsy or something? What's happening? The Vikings have such bad, ironic endings. I wonder if their playbook was written by M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) I just assume that uh, Blair Walsh has basically just taken over everyone's soul as soon as they're the place kicker of the Vikings. I know, but he's like the seventh one. You know, he's not even the original nightmare kicker situation. That team's been cursed with kickers. But his were so bad. So bad. His were particularly... Particularly iconically, <laughs> memorably bad. That's true. Uh, the Bills announced this week fans who attend their games will have to be vaccinated. Wait, wait. So the fans have to be vaccinated, but not their slot receivers with man buns? What kind of crazy... That's like Congress passing a law that doesn't apply to them. Okay, bad example. Based on their table diving activities, I'd like to see the Bills fans get some tetanus shots too, you know? Maybe a psych evaluation? <laughs> They seem less like a Pfizer shot crowd, more like a Jello shot crowd. (laughs) Bills fans have chosen to live in the worst climate in America. They root for the most heartbreaking team in NFL history, and they're jumping off trucks onto flaming tables. But we expect them to be buttoned up on this front. You got your vaccine paperwork all in order? Yeah, that's what we have. That's going to be half capacity for sure. Uh, hey, I saw a story about the, they're looking to film some kind of thing about the Buffalo Bills fans. It's like a movie or something. So they're looking for extras that would do some stunt action. Basically have themselves thrown through a table. And I think the pay is like $1,200. Would you do it? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, I think so. I mean... A 22-year-old me would say yes in a second. The 51-year-old me is like, no. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, generally, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, it's something that you might do for free. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, yeah, I I like the idea of occasional weird things like that for money. Absolutely. I'm all for that kind of thing. You would do it. It depends on how far they're throwing me, you know? Oh, it depends on the situation? Yeah, yeah. I got to have everything mapped out. I got to go, well, how much is this going to cost me if I got to go get massages or see a chiropractor afterwards, you know? No, you drink your 15% ABV beer and you you got your Bills jersey on, you're fine. You don't need nothing. I don't know if that 15% is a good idea. Last time I drank that, I started texting you segment ideas about why the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. So I think I'm going to steer that's clear. A good point. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's one of the signs of a concussion, I believe. I was really feeling them on Thursday night. You were gonna. You might miss the next game. We're gonna have to bump you down in my fantasy rankings yeah. based on your. Mm-hmm. You're in the protocol. Well, speaking of that, we had a lot of injuries to quarterbacks this weekend. Tua Tagovailoa. I don't even know. Am I, is that my getting that right? That sounds good. 
He's out with ribs. I got to say, Hawaiian ribs sound good. Give me some of them Hawaiian ribs. Yeah. The Hawaiian sweet rolls, you know? I thought it was wrong that when he was carted off, they put an apple in his mouth. Like, that's that's not that's not nice. Uh, Andy Dalton is questionable. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we did this one. Let's do like 10 of these rapid fire. We put this up on the All Pro Lines pages. There's some talk. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos may buy the Broncos. If that happens... You ready with the rim shot for these? Oh, whoa. Teeing up the rim shot, feeling real confident about this. Well, that's what this situation uh, sort of lends itself to. All right. Bezos might buy the Broncos if that happens. They still won't deliver. The Broncos can mail it in every week. Season tickets will come in a box way bigger than necessary. Word. They'll start paying the players minimum wage. Any kicker who misses a field goal will get launched into space. (laughs) I can get behind that one. He'll promise to deliver a championship in three years, but it will mysteriously go out of stock with no idea when it will be available. (laughs) You'll be able to track Broncos drives on the Amazon app. The end zone's only 10 stops away. Now seven stops. Now four stops. Oops, turnover. Delivery rescheduled. (laughs) Mile High will be known as the Unfulfillment Center. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for my money, the best one of the week from Thomas Fuller. Big kudos to you, sir. There's some talk. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos made by the Broncos. They could sign Deion Stan- Sanders and call him Amazon Primetime. Ah, Deion Sanders, that old guy. Yeah, I stammer. <laughs> I stammer. I stammer when I do the jokes sometimes. I saw a story about uh, John Elway and Peyton Manning are both wanting to get in on the ownership of the Broncos. I mean, that's a battle of a forehead versus the jaw, right? (laughs) Who comes out on top there? Hey, boys, why the long face and the forehead and (laughs) jaw thing? Yeah, but even those guys, as rich as they are, they're not... They're not in the mix for the serious ownership. They have the Jay-Z kind of ownership where they get like a significant chunk and then a face that's associated with the brand to promote it. They're a little Ronald McDonald-y kind of a situation. Yeah, that all makes sense. These teams are pricey, man. They're what, $2 billion? I mean, it's a number that you can't even get your head around. Right. So it's got to be a Bezos type. Generally, I mean, who knows? Oh, Fuller is here. He made the, he made the cut. I think you're going to make Bob and Tom as well tomorrow, buddy. Uh, let's do taps. Should we do taps? Let's do it. All right, my taps go to... Derrick Henry. Oh, monster game. Monster game. The Yeti. 22 rushes, 147 yards, three touchdowns. And here's what fantasy owners are going to be very excited about. He caught six targets for 55 yards. He caught six passes. This is the guy... You know, he's not in the top echelon in some estimations because he doesn't catch the ball. He caught six balls in this game and also ran for 150 yards and had three touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. Kudos, my friend. That is a, that's a fantasy output. In fact, I played him in one of my leagues, and he, he had 50-something fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. A lot of kudos. 
Yeah, a uh, lot of lot of bitching from my opponent on the uh, fantasy football front this week. Uh, <laughs> I was playing the voice of the show there, Mr. Glenn Grizzard, and he's whining and complaining about "Whoa, is me!" And I'm just, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, sometimes the universe answers these whiny, bitchy calls, and oh, Tampa Bay got another pick six off of Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm actually sweating this one out. Uh, and he had Mahomes going. I had Kelsey in the in the Sunday night game. And if Kelsey didn't get that one long touchdown, he probably would be beating me, even though I got Jamal Williams going tonight, which brings me to my taps on the back. And I just got to tee this one up. This is a clip of Jamal Williams at a press conference recently talking about how Green Bay... Let him go. They let me. They, y'all act like I left them. Oh, golly. I didn't do it. Shoot. I'm just, if I could have stayed, I could have stayed. If I if I came, they didn't want me. Like that ex-girlfriend. Shoot. I got to go. But, you know, basically I got a rebound. It was the Lions. They picked me up. You know what I mean? Now they feeding me good. Taking me to dinners. You know what I mean? Another man's trash is another man's treasure. So. But I'm nah, I'm just I'm just having fun, man. I'm just it's part of life. You know, you're gonna have those type of rejections, you're gonna get turned down, you're gonna get, you know, people ain't gonna want you, but when you get your shot and opportunity again from somebody who will give you your shot, you know, you just gotta take that opportunity, be grateful for it, and make it count. So it's pretty rare that, you know, kudos or taps are given out for something that was off the field, but for being entertaining and also <laughs> giving a very valuable life lesson in uh, in the context of his own situation to all the folks out there. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Jamal Williams, taps on the back, sir. Taps on the back. I love that. I posted it immediately when I saw it. It was just like, oh, it just lightened my heart. It was like, this. I like this guy. I, I wish I had him on a fantasy team. It's funny that that's my first thought. Yeah, I saw a few press conferences where he's very entertaining and holding court with the reporters and everything. So I'm like, I like this guy. So that's part of the reason why I drafted him. I'm happy to hear that. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look a little deeper because I didn't know that this was like came out of the blue for me. I was like, I never saw him talk before. He's engaging and charming as hell. Yeah, he's, he seems to be uh, happy to be out of the Aaron Rodgers shadow and kind of doing his own thing in Detroit. So, And you're right. It's a great sort of, I mean, whatever the story is that got you to here, just enjoy where you are and embrace that and have a good attitude about it. It's just so, it's cool to hear. Um, let's do a pitch. It's, uh, I have a two-part pitch for you out there. Uh, you guys are listening to All Pro Lines, the podcast, and... I, all right, there's two ways to pitch the Inside the Huddle, which is our insider group, right? If you become a patron, it's five bucks a month, and you get twice as many episodes and a lot of other things, too. So there's my two-part pitch. The first part is, in the old days, artists, painters, artists of all different kinds, they couldn't make a living in the open marketplace as a general rule. So they were taken in by popes or kings or aristocrats of different ilk, and they would sometimes even live on the property and allowed to perform their craft, whatever it was. And that's where Patreon got the word patron. It's that concept. It's the modern version of that. And it is important in a modern universe that you vote with your dollars and your feet, that you make decisions that help support a life that you want in the world. And that's the shtick with Patreon. You get to support a weird little band or a podcast or, you know, a cartoonist or someone who maybe isn't 
crushing it in the traditional capitalist path, but you can support what they do with Patreon. And it's such a simple way. You just go to patreon.com slash all pro lines, or just go there and type in all pro lines. You can find us. And there's a couple different tiers, but the go-to tier is uh, called inside the huddle. So that's the, that's the first half of the pitch, Aaron. I, I didn't break it down quite cleanly, but that's the NPR do what's right. Support the things that you love in the world pitch, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there, there's a second half. And the other and the other part of the pitch is it's so worth it. We're doing a one for one bonus situation this season. We've never done that before. For every podcast that we do here on Monday as a warm up to the Monday night game, we will be doing a bonus episode. And we have had some killer bonuses in the past month or so, including Glenn Grizzard giving us uh, three different of the four chapters of the history of the Atlanta Falcons, which is it doesn't sound good on paper, but it's great <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, and we did the first Thursday night game where I was hammered out of my mind. That was a bonus. We've had some fun bonuses already this season. So come check us out. Do that. There's some other perks as well. We're going to have uh, some of the in- Inside the Huddle guys on this show. There's there's some other perks. They're all laid out there at Patreon slash All Pro Lines. End of pitch. I could have practiced it a little more, but the basic premises are... I think I laid out nicely. No, that was pretty good. I, I just wasn't expecting to be transformed back to medieval times with that pitch. That was that's pretty good right. stuff. Yeah. What do you and Michelangelo have in common? You both have <laughs> patrons. That's my point. Yes. I'm a better <laughs> painter, though. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's do a little. Which comes first? All right. Well, now it's time for which comes first. Oh, yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. All right, so this one's a little bit of a cheat. It's going to be a little short. Your team is 0-2. My team is 0-2. Yes. So the question is, who gets a win first? And how about this? They play each other this week. Beautiful. I love where your head's at on this. Something has to give. One of these knucklehead teams is going to win. Unless it's a tie. One of these teams is going to win this week. And I looked it up while we were doing the the music, and it looks like... Well, go ahead, guess. You got got a guess on the spread? Because I did not know. I didn't even have a guess. I'm going to guess that the... It's pretty close to even, I would guess. Um, But I would say that... That's correct. Maybe the Giants are like a one and a half point favorite or something silly like that. But according to this, it's giants minus three. Are they home? That's pretty much, it's generally a three points ish. So there you go. It's a coin toss and a little bit of an advantage for being home. (laughs) We do have uh, some guesses here. Thomas chiming in on the chat. The green party takes the white house before Atlanta wins. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even name a candidate from the Green Party. <laughs> uh, Andreas uh, chiming in. You also can't name a quarterback that's won a game from Atlanta or New York so far this year. And that goes for the Jets as well. <laughs> Giants coming off more rest since they played Thursday. That sounds like a built-in excuse already to me. So uh, He's got a point. That's a bit of an advantage. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Um, Daniel Jones can practice running running the ball like he's he's weirdly good at running he doesn't look like he would be good at running that's funny because you seem to have figured out that (laughs) just at the same time that their offensive coordinator figured figured out he just figured it out last week 
Is he doing the same thing? Like, it doesn't seem like he would be good at running. Oh, he's good at running? All right. Well, he's not so good at throwing. Have him run the ball. Why not? Yeah, no, he should absolutely be running the ball at least four or five times a game for sure. So they need to do more of that. They looked all right. They should have won that game against Washington. They really blew it. And uh, I'm high on the Giants, as high as I'm going to be. If they lose to the Falcons, I might be out. So hometown, team pride. Giants are going to win. They're going to destroy the Falcons. And I'll put any kind of wager on it, buddy. Anything you want to put on it. We get to do a mayor, a mayor's bet with the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I actually, th- I think I'm with Andreas, who said take the birds and the points. I think I agree with him. I think I would do that if I was betting. What are we betting? What, what's your what's New Jersey famous for? Are you going to send me some Bruce Springsteen CDs? And uh... <laughs> I could send you some pork roll. You want me to send you some pork roll? <laughs> Pork roll? Yeah. No. I don't want pork roll. I can't believe you just dismissed that look at, outright. Look look at your face with the pork roll. You don't know nothing about pork roll, do you? You can do better than pork roll, New Jersey. I don't know if I can. Can we, can we do better than, than uh, pork roll, Ethan? Can <laughs> I we don't do, think so. Yeah, I don't. Can we pork do, roll doesn't sound like it would travel well anyway. No, it does. People ship it all the time, right? Yeah, yeah pork roll's good, man. What can, what can you send me, pal? Is this from Georgia or from California? This is a Georgia thing. I, We're the mayors of our respective towns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the mayor of Atlanta. I send you a um, six-pack of Coca-Colas and a peach pie. Does that sound like a, what a mayor would do from Atlanta? I think so. I'll give you a tour of CNN and the MLK Museum. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. You can keep that. But the peach pie sounds delicious. What are we most proud of? It's some of them, some of them rap groups that you like when you were a boy. Those are from Atlanta. Are you gonna send me some Outcast merch? Yeah, Outcast merch. That's what we'll do. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> it used to be one of my favorite articles of clothing. I, I had Outcast sweatpants back in the day. And, Is that uh, right? Oh yeah, they were comfortable. Oh my goodness, Christ. Oh yeah. Oh, my mom says a moon pie again. That's so uh, like. I can't even remember having a moon pie in my whole life. Maybe as a child? I'm unfamiliar. What is a moon pie? Marge, you want to chime in? What is a moon pie? <laughs> it's, it's shaped and packaged like a little Debbie snack cake, but it's a slightly different thing. It's that kind of thing. I don't even know what it is. It's like dipped in maple syrup. I don't know. Marge, help me. <laughs> All right. We'll get, we'll get an answer from Marge, but while we're waiting for that... We can ponder this. Ready? I'll give you an impromptu which comes first, and that's going to be who will get a win first. We're going to stick with this theme, but is it going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars or Glenn Grizzard's fantasy team? (laughs) I'm going to have to look at the schedules of both teams. (laughs) He's had a tough run. He had Andreas. Andreas' team blew up against him last week, and your team blew up against him this week. That's... uh... That's a hilarious entry into the All-Pro Lines Listener League. You're sweating relegation in week two. Sweat it out, Grizzard. Yeah, that's funny. I think, I feel like the Jaguars, they have a little bit of that, um, it's a little bit like Glenn's team, where it's it's not going to all come together this season, but they have some parts (laughs) that are exciting to Mm -hmm. follow. Glenn's got Saquon Barkley, which has not been helpful, but, you know, it could be fantastic someday. And he's got uh, Mahomes. That's a pretty good fantasy anchor. And I feel like the Jaguars have the same thing. Like, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a thing, but maybe not right away. 
He's got five interceptions, which is actually a good segue to the next segment. Shall we go to that? Sure. All right. All right, all right, kids. Put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence each have five interceptions in the first two weeks. <laughs> uh, they're keeping some pretty good company. These are the most ever interceptions in the first two weeks of a rookie's career. Matt Stafford has five. Mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham has five. Oh, okay. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence have five. One player in NFL history has six. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a few guesses. It's a, it's a big shot, famous player. I know the answer. You know the answer? Yep. It's Peyton Manning. That's correct. Did you happen to see this? I did, yeah. I saw the graphic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of blown away by that. I didn't know Peyton had such a rough start. I remember thinking he had a pretty good first year, but I guess, I I mean, that's not a good first, that's not a good first two games. No, <laughs> not at all. No, yeah. Then you might have seen this one because this is from the same source. Career games with 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns, right? Derrick Henry now sits at 10 of these. You got your 150 yards and multiple touchdowns, right? Derrick Henry is at 10. Barry Sanders is at 10. Ah. Eric Dickerson's at 9. Emmett Smith's at 9. There are two running backs ahead of Derrick Henry on this list. Do you know who they are? Wait, can you go through the through that list one more time? Okay. We're looking for 150 yards rushing in multiple touchdown games. Now, yep. not, not 150 total yards, but rushing. So these are more of the running guys, right? Okay. Uh, Derrick Henry has 10 of these already in his short career. Barry Sanders has 10. Eric Dickerson has 9. Emmett Smith has 9. There's two players above Derrick Henry. One has 12 and one has 13. Who are those two all-time stud running backs? Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess that... One of them is Walter Payton. Oh, that's such a good guess. That's not on this list. Oh, okay. Um, I'm shocked by that. I think that's a great guess. Um. Oh, I just, I just, I'm cheating here. I was gonna say one of them that Thomas just said. Um. Uh, but Ron's is, his answer is good too. I am gonna guess O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is one of them. <laughs> I would love for that to be true. That's not on this list either. <laughs> I'm surprised by that as well, because he was in an era when you mostly ran the ball, right? Mm-hmm. He must have had a lot of, like, 129-yard games. Yeah, yeah. He, he had just, crazy stats. He just, just missed it by the, the skin of his neck. AP, is it Adrian Peterson? Nope. Wow. Nope. No, these are all good guesses. Throw out a couple more guesses. You're in the right universe. These are, the, these are guys of that ilk. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Correct. 12 career games with 150 yards rushing and multiple touchdowns. Okay. Uh, Roger Craig. Roger Craig's kind of fun. No, nope. a little further back, older school. Oh, a little, little, that's about where I begin. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I never saw this guy play, but I, you, you see the clips and the, the legend and. Oh, Jim Brown? Jim Brown, correct. Okay. Jim Brown Jim Brown currently leads this with 13, and Ladanian's done. So I, bet, I guess Derek's the only one with a shot at him in the foreseeable future. No sign of slowing down for Derek Hendry. Good Goodness gracious. There's a lot of buzz this preseason that, you know, if you look at the stats, all these fantasy dorks, they predict that these guys fall off a cliff after such and such a time and this age and this 
no running back with this many touches has ever come back to do X, Y, Z the following year. You know, like this was supposed to be the scary year for Derrick Henry. It's early yet, but cripes, he looks good right now. Yeah, yeah, he's defying the odds so far. The best, if you've if you've not done this, do yourself a favor. Drink one of those 15% uh, beers that Aaron loves and watch Derrick Henry's high school clips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't look like the same species. He's so big compared to these poor children. Even now, man, that one long run he had uh, to turn the corner. It's like, dude, the guy is a giant. Even even against the biggest, strongest, fastest athletes in the world, he looks big. Imagine him in high school. (laughs) (laughs) So in high school. Ethan, how, how much do you weigh about right now? Um, About. 120? 120. Yeah, I'm small. What? Yeah, <laughs> can use you to get the frisbee out of the gutter. What do you mean, one yeah. twenty? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Ethan trying to tackle this guy, Derrick Henry? How was he go about? Like he's about six five, two sixty, or something like that. Can you imagine? <laughs> I try to imagine Ethan playing defensive back on this high school team. I'm already. It's already a stretch. Yeah, Ethan, you just got called up to varsity. You're you're this outstanding performer as a freshman. Uh, go tackle Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that, like, I mean, that's pretty standard fare. Anyone who becomes a supreme athlete at the pro level has been torturing the opponents at every phase of all the way through school. But somebody like Derek, it's particularly cartoonish because he's such a giant, you know, it's so fast. He's all the things you want to be. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. All right. What surprised you about this weekend, man? Did you, um, I'm thrilled that the Ravens won. I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan sort of in my bones, but I, I love more parody and I like that the Bills came back and spanked the Dolphins after losing week one. Yeah, yeah. I like that the Browns ended up winning, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of competition on that side of the world. And I feel like on the other side of the world, it's like, can the Rams stop Tom Brady? Like, is there anybody that's going to be competitive? There feels like there's some inevitability, again, Alabama-esque inevitability about the Buccaneers right now. It does, yeah. Similar colors and all that stuff. I was surprised that the Raiders beat the Steelers uh, and that the Raiders are 2-0. and I wouldn't have predicted that. I was also surprised that the Los Angeles Chargers are still haunted by the ghost of Phillip Rivers and managed to lose <laughs> games in the last play of the game. Uh, they're still doing that. Don't worry about that. They're, you know, they're still capable of that. He's already a ghost. He's just tired from parenting. He's, <laughs> he's so exhausted. He's a ghost. Uh, yeah, he's apparently kicking ass as a high school football coach now. So kudos to him. Yes, that seems like, I mean, imagine being the other coach. Like, how do you compete with that guy's enthusiasm and knowledge of the game? <laughs> Has any high school football coach fielded an entire team of his offspring before? Because that's what Philip is going for. <laughs> Uh, Travis Henry, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> or um, Antonio Cromartie? Cromartie? And, and, yeah, we're about 10 years away from a hell of a Cromartie team somewhere. Oh, hey, there's a couple things uh, like broadcast-wise <laughs> that I wanted to talk to you about. The big announcement on Thursday was that we're going to have an in-season hard knocks with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah, I love this. I love it, too. 
I wouldn't have picked the Colts. No. They wouldn't crack my top 15 choices, but uh, I love. did you ever watch their other series that was uh, All or Nothing? Remember that one? The Amazon one with the Cardinals? Yeah. So what they would do every year, they did two or three years, and then they did one with uh, the All Blacks, the rugby team in New Zealand. Come again? Where they... Yeah, it's the it's the name of the rugby team. <laughs> it does sound off-putting. That was a mistake. I did some research on this. You want a little infotainment on this subject? Yeah, sure. The All Blacks, they think, was a uh, journalist error. They were saying that they looked so fast, it looked like they were all backs out there, and they misspelled it in the article, and it kind of caught on, and they became the nickname of the team, the All Blacks. It's not a race thing. It's a, it's a they look fast thing. Still sounds like it might be. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not in a totally convinced. With some, with some uncomfortable history of Aborigines and Maori, and yeah. yes, of course. That sounds like the Disney version of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the name of it? All or Nothing. Yeah, we did the jokes a couple times about it. Like they did it with the Cardinals. It's basically hard knocks, but during the season, and it's eight one hour episodes during the summer after the season's over. So it's really in-depth, and I liked it even more than Hard Knocks because it's less of the fluffy, like, go to the player's house with his wife and look at the pool and talk about family. It's more X's and O's, and I think they got away with that because it was clearly not to be played until after the season. So I'm a little worried they're going to not be so open because they're going to play it that week. That yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they don't want to give away any of their their secret plays, you know. But it was really well done, and they, I mean, clearly, it's a little bit like watching the Titanic or Apollo fifteen, <laughs> or whatever. Like you know the outcome, but it's fun to see the ride of it all, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a little more in time, you know. That was that was the joke I did a couple times, like. Uh, you may have seen the uh, the Cardinals on uh, All or Nothing. Spoiler alert, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that anymore. No, now we don't know. Are we are we beginning to see that maybe uh, we're not getting the quarterback that we wanted to get in, in Indy? Do we know yet? Is the jury still out? I don't know. It sounds like he's going to have a couple ankle bracelets on and maybe he's going to get crucified. I don't know. <laughs> a couple ankle bracelets. That's a very... <laughs> It's a very different mental image. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was struck by that. Apparently, both his ankles are uh, sprained. He got twisted up pretty good by Aaron Donald, and uh, he was he was not in there. Carson Wentz at the end of the game. So uh, both ankles. You have to be run over by a train for that to happen. How does that happen? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. The guys. Ron says he wants to stay with Eason. Um, Ron? Ron's been drinking. He's a Vikings fan. Can't be trusted in all matters of the Colts. <laughs> Tony H., we're going to assume that he's a Colts fan. Talk here is he'll be fine. The O-line is failing. So uh, Jerry's still out on uh, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. But I think... I, I think it's fair that he's still... It's Yeah. Is he a compelling guy? The Colts are a pretty compelling team in terms of their standing in the league, right? They're like on the cusp of being good, but they're still they still haven't fully figured out who they are yet, right? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's well said. I, I feel like they had some of the ingredients of being that sort of Broncos with Peyton showing up and Buccaneers with Brady showing up. They had a really good defense and some sent some good stars on the offense and like, okay, we get it. we're a quarterback away. Maybe that's that's what the buzz was. I, I don't know. 
They seem further away right now than I thought maybe they could be. So I don't know. I don't know if that's Carson or the surrounding cast. But uh, speaking of cast, he's got two ankles that are fucked up. Hi-oh! Uh, <laughs> Barry Weakman says, Wentz has the twisties. That's funny. Yeah, and Tony wants to be on the record. Not a Colts fan. Go Niners, he says. Okay, it's good. It's good for the record. And the other thing I wanted to mention is the uh, alternate Monday night uh, broadcast of the Mannings. Did you watch any of that? You know what? I forgot about it. And like halfway through, somebody tweeted me and go, hey, are you watching this? And I flipped over and I loved it. Yep. And then it went to overtime and they had Russell Wilson on and they had him stay on through the whole overtime. It was great. It's If you don't know what it is, it's it's on ESPN2 and maybe ESPN Plus as well. It's an alternate broadcast. So it's a little bit less, well, it's a lot less traditional broadcast. But it's even a little bit less like they're even trying to be broadcasters. They're like two dudes in their in their living room talking shop. But it's two of the, you know, best dudes because they're funny and they're interesting and they know their stuff. It's a little Romo-esque, right? Yeah, right. That you get like a much deeper dive on what a quarterback is thinking in this situation, what they're rooting for, what the coverage is, and then you switch to this and – and there's ball busting. It's great. Eli does not hold back. It's really kind of funny to see the two of them interact. So it's I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah, I was a fan. I enjoyed it for for all the same reasons. And like uh, I forget who else was on there. I guess Charles Barkley was on there for a minute. And they, you know he's he's always fun. And Russ. And I'm trying to think of who the the other one was. Uh, I can't remember. But yeah, it's a good time. It's it's fun to to watch them. Give a different perspective, right? They're not actually doing play-by-play. It's just straight-up analysis and ball-busting. So I, I, I like that. It's kind of like watching a Twitch stream, right? Yeah, I do. I, yes, it's a – It's yeah, I feel like in the bar stoolization of America, we're going to get more of this kind of thing. We're going to get, like, two drunk guys on a couch who are watching the game and talking about, you know? Like, I feel like we're going that direction, and this is, like – maybe the best version of that because it's two legit experts who are smart and interesting and they have a great chemistry. Like they clearly love each other, but there's like this teasy sort of energy. It's really, it's, I really enjoyed watching them. I thought they were great. Maybe we should do a bonus show of us doing something like that for a Thursday night game. That's an interesting idea. It's a little, uh, Manning brothers kind of thing. We get some beers and watch football and, Talk it through. I'd, I'd be up for that. That'd be fun. That's a yeah. That's another reason to get in on the Patreon. Would uh, chime in on the chat, and please don't hurt our feelings. Uh, would you be interested in something <laughs> like that? Do some, sort of a a simulcast. That's way better than your last pitch. That's all I'm saying. Which is what three reasons why the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. That's correct. That's not as good a pitch. I still stand by it. I'll give you three reasons. You ready? <laughs> they finally figured out that Daniel Jones can run. Okay, that's good. They're going to turn him into a more, more of a running quarterback. Okay? That's still the first one, right? That's still the first one. The, <laughs> the second one is that they have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. They got guys making plays on the defensive side of the ball. They're good. So they, and they have a solid defense. Last year, the defense was not the issue. If they score some points, the defense can do it. <laughs> and the third reason is that Graham Gano is the new Justin Tucker. 
What else do I need to say? I stand behind my original point that this pitch is much stronger than that one. The guy don't miss. You guys can't even beat the team formerly known as the Redskins with their second string quarterback. Ah, Taylor's good. I'm going to pick him up in our league. Uh, oh, please, please do. I'm sure that's going to take you to victory. It, it probably will. It definitely will. I'm rooting for Taylor Heineke. I think he's great, but I, I don't, you know, he's not top 25 NFL quarterbacks right now. Yeah. Well, he might be, but we'll see. But let's talk about the Giants and how they're going to beat the Falcons because they are. That's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But I'll send you, uh, I'll send you a pecan log, and uh, and some sweet water brew. How about that? That's that's very that's very Georgia. I'll get down with that. Sweetwater four twenty and 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 a pecan log from Stuckey's. That's mm. a, that's a very Georgia gift bag. Give mm. me a New Jersey thing. What else you got up there? What do you got, <laughs> dude? Pork roll. You're getting pork roll. <laughs> You got some pork roll? You want some, what do you want? Some saltwater taffy? You want some saltwater taffy? Do you want um, some pizza? <laughs> Give me the history of pork roll. Is it a Polish thing? Where does it come from? I, I you don't. You guys embrace, is it Italian? Uh, no, but it definitely breaks down by region. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a controversy in New Jersey, whether you call it Taylor ham or pork roll. You can really give away <laughs> who you are and where you come from, depending on what you call it, you know? I feel like this would be a good moment to have Glenn bust your balls about this debate with his accent. This is the perfect spot. Like if I'm in North Jersey, <laughs> as I used to be, and I go to my bagel shop and I say, hey, can I get a pork roll? They look up and they go, where are you from? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Now, what do you call, what do you call the, uh, like a beverage that you get in a machine. What do you call those? Like a vending machine? Yeah, well, a beverage that, uh, that you get, you know, at a fast food restaurant or out of a machine. What do you call those? Are you trying to get me to not say pop? No, I'm, I'm asking. That's a legit question. This is a regional thing, right? I, I guess. You say pop? Soda? No, soda. I guess that's what you're talking about, right? Like a fountain? Yeah. You, you say soda or pop? No, soda. Okay. Because in the South, we say Cokes, and it doesn't have to be Coke. It could be anything. It's just like Kleenex, which just covers the whole. Now, I know that's regional. That's silly. You would, you would even follow it up. But you say, can you get me a Coke? You say, what kind? You say, and then you say orange. <laughs> right? Kasaki, that's dumb. Well, I, yeah, it's better than your pork roll debate. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, as a, as, you guys got to evolve past that. Come on. Barry Weakman is saying it's a Coke. He's in Cincinnati. He's not even, I mean, he's kind of like just on the very edge of the South. He can see the South from there without being in the South. There are some recommendations. Barry's also uh, insisting on ocean debris, that I should send you some ocean debris. <laughs> That's very New Jersey. New Jersey does get, New Jersey is maybe the most underrated state because it's it's inconveniently located in that the ugliest parts of New Jersey are the parts that you see the most when you're coming in and out of New York City. It's just, you look at it and you're like, Jesus Christ, I hate to be from there, right? Yeah. But then you go to the rest of the state and it's nice. Like, it's it's definitely, 
It doesn't get its fair due, New Jersey. But neither does Georgia. So, you know, we're in the same boat for different reasons. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we could keep this, you know, a nice conversation and there's no taunting going on. There's no taunting? That's no good. taunting. <laughs> uh, I think your team is great. And I, I, I hope for the best for the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> just not this week. You're going to have to figure out how to mail me a pork roll, I guess, depending on what part of Jersey you're in. Nah, that pecan pie, if you can rush order it, I'll eat it next Monday. It's not a pecan pie, although that's also, George, pecan log. It is a – have you never been to a Stuckey's on your way? You don't drive from New Jersey to Miami and stop and get a, go to Stuckey's? Uh, I've only done that drive maybe once or twice. <laughs> what kind of Jersey kid are you? you got to drive through Georgia. It's like one of the traditions. I'm making a point to not drive through Georgia. <laughs> it's the spring break equivalent of a flyover state. You know, it's like, oh, we just got to get through Georgia, and then we're going to almost be there. No, Georgia's good, but, you know, it's it's a lot like, uh, to me, I just think of Georgia as the Pine Barrens. It's a lot of forests, a lot of trees, and then and then Atlanta, right? <laughs> We got Athens. We got Savannah. We got some. I have, yeah, Savannah is a place that I do want to visit. I've heard a lot of good things about Savannah. And underrated, we got 100 miles of coastline. You know, the Jekyll Island, St. Simons, that part's really nice, too. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot I don't know about Georgia, but. Now we're getting way far afoot. That's one of the things we're trying to do on this podcast on the Mondays be a little more tight, a little <laughs> more buttoned up, a little more prepared, a little more football. And then on the bonus episodes, less so. We might have a few more drinks. We might talk more about comedy or more about our personal lives, you see? So come join us inside the huddle. There you go. That's a little more of a charming version of the pitch. I like it. I'm of the people, Aaron. You know, I'm one of the people. I know I'm you are. from Georgia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something else to send you from Georgia. What would you send me? <laughs> <sighs> Maybe like... Um... Send me something Falcons related, man, or like Hawks. I like get you some Budweiser and some uh, and some kudzu diving. That feels like that's Georgia to me. Old school Georgia. You can't ship kudzu diving. That's an experience. No, that's more of it. You got to be there. Yeah, we should go to a Georgia game someday. We got to put that on the list. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Who are we rooting for tonight? Lions, Packers. I'm rooting for the Lions. Among other reasons, Andreas sent me a thing. I don't know if I could super quickly give you the numbers. There's a uh, there's a ticket out that's a 16-game parlay, and 15 of them come through for this guy. It's a $25 ticket. Let's see. If... Oh, I've got it right here. It's a $25 ticket. 15 of the games have come through. And if the Lions win tonight, this guy will win $727,000. Ooh-wee. All right. On a $25 ticket. Did you say 720000 727000 Yeah, did I, did I throw 100 in there for no reason? Wow. Well, I was just making sure <laughs> yes. I heard you right. Three quarters of a million dollars, to clarify. On a $25 ticket, all 16 games, Lions have to win. Go Lions. Go Lions. I'm rooting for that guy. All right, for sure. Go Lions. Go Jamal Williams. Go Giants! Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.